G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Disregulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Tell you what, hold on tight because there is a lot to go through today. But before we do that, if you are enjoying the show, feel free to like, subscribe, give us a great five-star rating and you can share us around with your mates. And you can follow me on Instagram at elliot.t.waters and you can follow the podcast as well at thedisregulated.podcast. Okay, where do I even begin? So, as you may have noticed from my last couple of episodes, things aren't traveling all that hot. So, at the moment, we're on two medications, which is clomipramine, the old-school tricyclic antidepressant and all the side effects that are coming with it, and we are also on lamotrigine, which is being used as a mood stabilizer. We've just titrated up to the 200 milligram therapeutic dose level, which is good. It's taken a few weeks to get to the 200 milligrams. The problem with lamotrigine, potential problem is if you titrate it too quickly, you can get this nasty skin rash and it can actually cause death. But thankfully, because I'm talking to you right now, we have avoided all of that. So that's great news. The only problem is... As I said, the last couple of episodes have alluded to this, things are not traveling all that great. So I've been out of hospital now for two months, two and a half months, I think, maybe even three. I don't know, time goes so quickly at the moment, I do not know what day it is. But during this time, I haven't been able to get the psychological work done that I needed to because it costs too much money and I can't afford it. And I don't have a psychiatrist. So my GP, who is brilliant, absolutely brilliant, I'm telling you, but he would even admit that a complex psychiatric case like myself maybe goes outside his scope a little bit, and that would be true. But we need some interventions. We need someone with a bit of guidance. We need to do some work. We need to mix things up a little bit. So this is what's sort of been happening. We've been trying to get back to Maitland. So when I was at Maitland Private Hospital in the psychiatric ward there, the Barrington Ward, I kept getting told, if you need to come back, Elliot, that's fine. You can come back, do a couple more weeks and really tidy things up. And that's exactly what I'm hoping to do. But the thing is, we've been on this wait list now for ages, for weeks and weeks, it feels like. And well, it has been. And I'm I'm a bit confused as to what's going on. So my partner, who's now not my partner anymore, I'll say a little bit more about that in a minute. She rung up amazingly and said, what's the story? You know, we've been calling every few days. Is Elliot getting on this list or what? And I was told that I'm now second, second on the list. Number two, so if two people under uh, Dr. Wellard's care are discharged, I'm in. So Elliot could be back at the psych ward at Maitland Private Hospital within a fortnight, potentially, which would be good news. But the other thing is, in the so that's in the private system, okay? So I'm paying a lot of money to be the top cover health insurance, which is causing me stress and depression in, in, in anyway because of how expensive it is. But you have to be on the top cover to get the psychiatric services. Now, in the public system, Australia is very lucky. We've had, we have a pretty strong, all things considered, public system. There are, f- there are a few avenues you can go down that way as well. So there's this new, new unit that I've been told about that's meant to be really, really good, and I've been pursuing some info about that as well. So it is at the James Fletcher Hospital campus here in Newcastle. It is called the Intermediate Stay Mental Health Unit, or ISMU, or something like that. So... It's a very comprehensive, from what I understand, six-week minimum program where you're seeing psychiatrists every day and you're having targeted psychological interventions as well. From what I gather, 
It is a very, very comprehensive and successful program, but I'll tell you what, it takes a lot of work, but that's okay. That's okay. We we are okay with a bit of work. The thing is, we just need to get in somewhere. So from going from nothing, and I got a bit, sorry, I'm jumping around a bit. Can you tell I'm a bit, there's a lot going on? So I got confirmation today as well. So I got this talk about the Maitland Private Hospital. That happened today. That was this morning. And then this afternoon, I've heard from James Fletcher Public Hospital, and they said on Wednesday of next week, I can have a, a meeting with the with the rehabilitation coordinator, I think they call it. Let's have a look here. Rehabilitation coordinator. So I'm going to see him on Wednesday of next week to talk about my predicament, how my complexities, you know, the story so far, what we're trying to aim to achieve moving forward and see if it's the right fit for me. So... Maitland Private, I got to see a psychiatrist twice a week. I had one specific psychological one-on-one per week, and then there was group programs as well. From what I gather, this six-week program in the public system is that on steroids, you could say. Now, if I had to pick which one, I, I think I'm leaning towards the six-week stay. It's a long time, six weeks, and you know it would be a huge effort and commitment to be able to complete it and do it properly but I feel like the services and the support are there. And I've been doing this mental health thing for far too long now, and I'm sick to death of being told how complex I am. Although, yes, you're so resilient, Elliot, but there's a lot going on under the hood. Tell me something I don't know. So maybe this six-week stay might be the go for me. Now, I've had a referral there. I'm going to do another episode, which will be about my referral. You know, there's no secrets here. No podcast goes deeper, is more raw and genuine than this one, let me tell you. But that's pretty much what I'm up against. So Maitland Private, potentially in a fortnight, I could be back there. As for the public system, we have a meeting uh, Wednesday coming. It may take a few weeks longer to get into there, but it is a very, as I keep saying, from what I understand, comprehensive program. This is the real deal. Well, they both are the real deal, but this one in particular is the real deal. And I'm starting to think because of my supposed, not supposed, because of my, I need to, you know, I need to admit this and be comfortable with this. Because of my intricacies and complexity when it comes to my psyche, maybe a really big, strong, holistic intervention like the one offered at this intermediate stay mental health unit, maybe that is the go. I'm not sure. And the final thing is, as I alluded to, I think at the start of this episode, Elliot is single again. And it is very sad because the story is, we've heard this story so many times before, and I've been through this before. Basically, we agreed we're probably the right people, but not it's not the right time. And both of us, me and my, my partner, my former partner, we both have, well, obviously I do, I'll tell you all about it, a lot of things to work on, you know, and, and we've both got a bit of a journey to go on to really get ourselves sorted. And unfortunately, these are journeys that must be done alone. They have to be done alone. I know mine does. It is me against me, that's for sure. And that's the thing, you know, I don't want to be dragging people down to my level. This has been a big thing, a big theme for so long. I do not want people to be dragged down to my level because in the past, that's exactly what has happened. And although I haven't meant for it to be that way, it doesn't matter because that's the results. And I do not want to do that to someone again. When I entered into this relationship, I'll be completely honest with you, how naive of me to think I actually thought 
that these issues that at least concern relationships, you know, those dynamics, in other words, the BPD stuff. I actually thought I had that under control and it was all sorted. Unfortunately, put a bit of stress on the relationship, put a bit of stress on me, some of these old habits come to play again. And I just cannot do this to people anymore. I just can't. So I I can only thank her. There's just so, it's just the way that she has been able to manage me and try and get me help and get me the help that I need. Like it's nothing short of inspiring. And it is a real shame that unfortunately it all has had to come to an end like this, but I'm the sort of person that doesn't close doors. So you never know if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But yeah, so there's been a lot going on. Am I going back to Maitland Private Hospital? Am I going to the public unit for the six weeks? Now, technically, I'm, well, it's not technically, now I'm alone again. And all those thoughts, you know, all my BPD thoughts. See, it's funny, very quickly, because this isn't the aim of this episode, but my BPD in particular, or actually all the mental disorders that I've got do this to a certain degree, but BPD probably the most. They act differently depending on whether I'm in a relationship or not. So when I'm in a relationship, and this deserves its own episode, but when I'm in a relationship, the BPD will say that so-and-so is going to cheat on you, they're going to leave you for someone better, and you compare yourself to all these people. Right. When you're on your own, when you're single, the BPD is saying you're going to be alone forever because you're unlovable, you know, no, you know you're know, you ugly, you, you don't have social status, I don't know, you're, you're just insignificant and no one's ever going to take you seriously. And then you don't make the efforts to try and meet people. So BPD, but all of them, they all all play their role, but BPD in particular when it comes to these relationships, it does transform itself depending on the situation that we're in. So my BPD will manifest itself in a different way when I'm in a relationship as to when I'm single. And I can feel that the switch is just about to happen. And instead of worrying about my partner cheating with other people and that I'm not good enough, now I'll start to worry that I'll never find anyone and I'm going to die alone because I'm not good enough. So as you can tell, really, me going back to Maitland, me going to this public health unit intermediate stay, me seeing a psychologist adjusting medications, it is all about stopping that thought that I'm not good enough. When it, That's what it all boils down to, is that this thought that I'm not good enough, and that's what we need to fix, and I'm at a loss at the moment how to do it, but I tell you what, the cannons, they're coming. We're ready to fight back because we've got a few leads here and I'm sure one of these is going to take off and then watch out. And that's the thing. I am willing and ready for this real change to happen. We've already done a bit. The first day at hospital, I'm going to do an episode on that too and I should have already done it, so my apologies. But I want to compare what I was like before hospital this latest time compared with now. And although now, like I say, there's a lot of work to be done. We're not exactly where we want to be. We are a hell of a lot better than what we were before, and that's great news. So we need to be you know, grateful and focus on the positives, but we can do better. We have to. I'm still trying to build this life worth living, and I do not want to create a life where anything I do causes a negative impact on anybody, and that's still the goal. And the way to do that is to fix that way of thinking. I'm not good enough. Throw that in the bin and move on. But unfortunately, that particular cognition and everything that's wrapped around it, the emotion, the other thoughts, the actions, the behaviors, you know, that groove is very, very deep and it's going to take a lot of work to get out of it. But that's what we're going to do. So either Maitland Private Hospital, maybe in a fortnight, 
or maybe into this intermediate stay in the public system, which is a bit scary. The public system's a bit scary, but hey, if it's six weeks to change that groove, that's six weeks well spent, in my opinion. Anyway, okay, I think I got everything through. I think I think that's that's sort of an update. There's probably more I should say, but I'm going to leave it at that. If anyone's got any questions about anything that I've said today or, or wants some insights or want me to talk about something specifically on the podcast, feel free to send a message. Remember, remember you can follow me on Instagram at elliot.t.waters or the show at the dysregulated.podcast. Either, either or, I'm on both of them. Okay, that's the latest. Hopefully when I check in next we'll have a bit we'll have a bit more of a clear idea of what we're doing. Are we going back to Maitland or are we going into the public system? What are we doing? Either way, as long as we're moving forward and trying to be the best person we can be, and it's all about getting rid of that terrible cognition, I'm not good enough. Blech. Anyway. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody, and hopefully the next episode, and it should be, will be the next of the DBT Skills Series. It's going to be on the Wise Mind, so get excited. I've just about finished that one off. DBT, Wise Mind, that should be coming next. All right, thank you for listening, everybody. I do appreciate it. Have a good one and talk to you soon. Bye.